I take the bottle in hand, I put the bottle close to the detector, then I close the shielding and we start to record the gamma rays we are looking for, radioactivity in the wine. Most of the time, the collectors send me bottles of wine because they want to know if it is fake or not. I use razor blades, magnifying glasses, flashlights, blue light. A lot of wine labels will fluoresce under a blue light. My name is Maureen Downey, wine detective. Counterfeit wines have become a much bigger problem of late. In the last year, I myself have written reports for about $5 million worth of fakes. Fraudsters put a lot of work into trying to make their corks look distressed. It's important that the label looks as though it's been around the block a bit, and so they might rub it with a bit of earth or coffee grounds. There are two ways to counterfeit wine. You're either messing with what's in the bottle, or you're messing with the bottle itself. My name is Patrick Radden Keefe. I'm a staff writer at The New Yorker magazine. I wrote a story called The Jefferson Bottles. At Christie's Wine Department, it is our mission to bring the very best of wines from around the world to you and your wine cellar. In 1985, there was a wine auction at Christie's in London at which they auctioned a bottle of Lafitte, one of the finest vineyards in France. It was a very old bottle inscribed in a spindly hand with 1787 Lafitte and the letters THJ. Christie said that evidence suggested that this bottle came from a collection of old French wines which had belonged to Thomas Jefferson. That bottle sold for $157,000 to the collector Malcolm Forbes, the most expensive bottle of wine ever sold at auction. At the time, he said, it's more fun than the opera glasses Lincoln was holding when he was shot, and we have those too. Wine collectors jockeyed to get a hold of other Jefferson bottles from this mysterious collection. One of these collectors was Bill Koch. His brothers are often known as the Koch brothers. Bill Koch purchased four of these bottles in the late 1980s for about half a million dollars. I'm Lucia Stanton. I was senior historian at Monticello for over 30 years. All of us at Monticello at that time were very skeptical about any connection between Jefferson and these wine bottles. Jefferson carefully had the wines that he had purchased in France shipped to this country for himself and President George Washington. In his vast records, over 60,000 documents, there was nothing that suggested that Jefferson had ever ordered any of these wines. There were about a dozen bottles, 1784 and 87 Chateau d'Iquem, 1787 Lafitte, Amargo. Most of them were 1787s, which is a vintage Jefferson never ordered in his life. When Koch realized that he had potentially been crossed, he has Jim Elroy, a former FBI agent, kind of genial bloodhound of a guy. He said to Elroy, saddle up, and Elroy did. My name is Jim Elroy, retired special agent with the FBI. The ringtone on Elroy's phone is the whistled theme to the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've identified the perpetrator as a guy by the name of Hardy Rodenstock. Actually, his true name was Meanheart Gorky. Hardy, I met quite a few times. He was a great fixture on the European fine wine circuit. I'm Jancis Robinson. I write about wine for JancisRobinson.com and for the Financial Times. 
Hardy supposedly found the Jefferson bottles in a bricked-up cellar in Paris, but he couldn't give any more details. He was never specific about exactly how many bottles there were. Jim Elroy had a hunch that the wine in the Jefferson bottles did not date to the 18th century. I started looking in uh, Scientific American, and I found an article that Philippe Hubert, a French physicist, had written about using low-level gamma-ray detection for cesium-137 to date wine. Cesium-137 did not exist on this planet until we exploded the first atomic devices. The cesium radioactivity we find in the wines reflect exactly the history of the atomic age. I'm Philippe Hubert, physicist working at the University of Bordeaux. First, you had development of the nuclear bomb, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and then in the 50s or the 60s, the Cold War between the US and Soviet and nuclear atmospheric test. And then in 1986, Chernobyl accident, which released a lot of cesium activity in the atmosphere. The Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant has detected a record level of radioactive cesium in groundwater. This radioactivity, it's everywhere, uh, everywhere. Then with the rain, this radioactivity pours on the grapes. When you make the wine, this comes into the wine and stays into the wine. If I see cesium in a bottle of, let's say, 1900, it is sure that it is a fake. The feds have put a cork in a vintage crime with the conviction of wine whiz Rudy Kerniawan, a connoisseur of counterfeiting who mastered label making, cork stamping. Counterfeiting wine is not new. King Louis XIV had a royal decree that all of the wine barrels coming from the Cote du Rhone area had to be stamped CDR to prove that they were Cote du Rhone. The Thomas Jefferson bottles. Bill Koch's investigators found the people in Germany who engraved the T and the J into the bottle using modern dentist tools that could not possibly have existed in the time of Thomas Jefferson. One expert likens it to Abraham Lincoln holding an iPhone. When you've got Abraham Lincoln in a photograph holding an iPhone, we've got a problem. 